Welcome to the Stable Travel Podcast, hosted by Nicolette Lackey. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 8 of Accessible Travel Podcast. Today we're going to be talking to Ben. So would you like to introduce yourself, Ben? So I'm Ben, I'm 21 years old and I live locally on the Northern Beaches and recently I, I went over to Europe for my 21st. Yeah, cool. So would you like to explain your Europe trip in a bit of detail. So we flew business class with Qantas from Sydney to Heathrow in London via Darwin. And that was my first time flying business class. And having the disability that I have, which is mild ataxic cerebral palsy and mild Asperger's or ASD, there wasn't really any any barriers in terms of accessibility in flight or at the airport. And when we got to, to Heathrow, we walked around, we walked around London for the day and then saw one of our, and this was, and the trip was also with my father and we went and saw one of our favorite bands that night that we got in. And the next day we flew from London to Nice and then stayed with some friends of ours who have a house in Nice, just outside of Nice. And then for a week after that, after that, we went on a big road trip around France and Italy and Switzerland. So we packed two, we packed um, a duffel bag each. There was four of us in the group, so two in each car. And all up, all up, the accessibility was pretty good for me, seeing as I'm still able to walk. And the week after that, we start, we toured around the south of France, in Saint-Tropez, as well as, as Monaco. And, and in, in general, all the places we stayed at, which were, made, were basically just run of the, your standard run-of-the-mill motels. We st- they were all pretty good in terms of accessibility, except for where we stayed in San Tropez, where I had to use the ba- have a bath rather than a shower because it was one of those those dual shower bath sort of things where you have to stand in the bath just to be able to take a shower, which I struggle with a little bit in terms of balance. And we flew back from back to London back to London from Nice in France. And then we went to the Google Festival of Speed the day after that. And then get, but then getting back, back from there to London was a bit of a nightmare. Well, getting from the airport back to our hotel was a nightmare. All the truck, all the trains were on strike. Cabs were super expensive. And then we eventually had to wait like three or four hours just to get an Uber, which was about 180 pounds. Or three hundred and sixty bucks in our money. So we eventually got we eventually made it home and we were both pretty tired and then day after that 
we just walked around London for the day and, until our flight late at night. And the flight went well with no hiccups. At least we didn't lose any of our bags, which we were warned about with getting into Gatwick. <laughs> yeah. So all in all, over the year, over the years, I've never really had any issues with accessibility. Mainly since I'm able to walk compared, like most other people can. It's just those intricate things with balancing and that that I struggle with a little bit. Yeah. So let's start with the airport. <laughs> airport. Um. So did you have any like? really crowded and really long wait for security or did you get through pretty smoothly? Um, so checking on the departure flight was a bit of a nightmare because what had actually happened was Dad's boss had actually bought the tickets for us on Qantas points rather than paying for them with actual cash. So they that that oversold the flight so they'd sold too many seats for it and the plane didn't have enough seats so they were looking they were trying to get back as many seats as they could and because we bought a, bought the seats on points rather than by paying actually paying they tried to bump us down from business back to economy so we actually had to they were just diddling about talk talking amongst themselves for about three hours so we had, to wait, we had to wait a fair while, which is a bit annoying. And it's all, it's not even on our part, it's on their part because they ever sold the thing. So we we eventually got what we started off with, so it turned out to be alright even despite the wait. Yeah, over stolen flight is a pretty common thing for airline business done. Yeah, I know. They always know that there's going to be some people won't turn up. Yeah. So, but then when everyone turn up, it become it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Um, so were you standing up during that time, or did you manage to find a seat while you wait? Well, I was, sta- I was standing up, but I'm I'm sort of used to that now because mostly when I'm working, I'm standing up for most of the day anyway, so I'm sort of used to that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so basically. Because new to the environment. Yeah, it's your, t- it's your typical airport check-in. You're standing up the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And then flying business class would probably be better because then you get a bit more room, extra space, and um, it's easier to stretch your leg and everything. Yeah, yeah. So that wouldn't be as important disability-wise, but but it's it's more because because of how big I'm. I mean, I'm around six foot, six foot two, and I just want to be able so I can. And that gave me an actual leg. Gave me some leg room for once. And if my legs are too hunched up for a while, they get really sore after a while. Like if I'm driving for for. A, few hours they get and they're really bent up they they get really sore so so I, so I usually tr- try and sit with my legs stretched out just to avoid that but it was real but it was really good 
being able to stretch my legs out. So it was actually quite comfortable. And then when you um, got to a number of the location, did you consider them like retro and attraction and all of that really good in the disabilities? Then the like compare it to what we got in Sydney Australia. Um, what was you in the comparison of their disabilities in country? Oh, in London, it's they're pretty much on par with us. But but else, but aside from that, they got a bit of catching up to do. I'm afraid, because like if you're in Monaco, right? Well, most well the places in France that we stayed at, they they weren't public accommodation. They weren't public accommodation. They were someone's houses. Houses. So, and especially in Monaco, like it was an apartment block, but over there because the land because the land's so expensive and rent's so expensive, everything's tiny. Like you couldn't even fit in the lifts that we were in in the apartment block. You couldn't even fit two people in. Yeah, and and even the the mo they were just your your old school country motels like in the in the Italian Alps and that in the out in the country because like and all the towns are so old so there's no lifts it's just stairs stairs and more stairs so for me it'd be okay but if you had a wheelchair or a walker sorry to say this but go somewhere else yeah where they're basically where something a bit more modern and over-stepability. Yeah, but it's just hard for space over there because everything's so old over there, regardless yeah. of where you go. That's the thing. And, yeah, there you are too. Would it be, like, the public street or walkway, would that be the same situation as the hotel and all that? Oh, the streets are, yeah, everything's so old over there. That's the thing you've got to consider. And, I mean, they're, they're tight if you drop, especially when you're driving, because, like, I mean, the cars we had, they're not exactly built for carrying wheelchairs either because, I mean, they're, they're small two-seater sports cars. So the bags that we had, they filled up the boots and having two of us in each car filled up the whole cabins. So, make of that what make of that what you will in terms of being wheelchair friendly. Yeah, they're basically really behind in Orton. Yeah, all of that. You you got to pack. We just had to pack smart every time. Yeah, yeah. And then, would you consider the the society attitude toward people with disabilities like where do it better or worse? And, um, because I will pretend it they have the back in time with disability, I presume they will be back in time with attitude toward people with disability. Oh, I'd say, in terms of like where we were, it varies from country to country, but where we were at least, it's not as I don't think it's as widely 
discussed over there because you don't see you hardly see any any of those motor motorized wheelchair scooters that people use a lot of people use over here you hardly see any of that over there I think it's just because of the there's a lot more stairs and there's a lot more and the streets are cobbled as well oftentimes so you doubt I don't think they'd work as well well yeah because basically yeah. it's like what we were in the Australia back or back in the we, day yeah back in the day yeah while we had in Australia had move on yeah, exactly. Yeah, put people with disability into the community, mm. not to isolate it. Yeah, into institutions. Yeah, I would pretend. Well, I would pretend London, if we go to England, but they would definitely be we are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you do notice the difference between London and continental Europe, definitely. Yeah, I remember someone else. When we did that, making for two or three months a day, mm-hmm. that in every pub or bar, got yeah. um, wheelchair friendly actor mm-hmm. in London. If yeah. you see that, mm. yeah. yeah, well, we didn't really go to many pubs over in London. I mean, you got to remember, out of the whole trip, we only spent two da- two days in London, so. Most most of the trip was continental Europe. That's where we were headed. We only we only did London, got to flew into London because that's what yeah. we could get. Yeah. So yeah, so basically the in and then hop and over then, to Europe got, and then yeah, back. exactly the day after we got into London. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and then when the train flight was on, did you have any crowded? issue with um was it yeah burned up and no nah, it was all right it was just it was just it was just bore, boring as all hell we were but we were both tired from walking around all day we just wanted to get we both just wanted to get home i'm norm i'm normally fine in crowds but but that was just it wasn't it's not because it just uh it's not asd at all it's just we're tired from walking around all day and we just wanted to get, we just wanted to get home basically. And we just didn't want to have to spend what's basically 360 bucks on it, on an Uber. So that's real. So that's really how anyone would feel to be brutally honest. Mm-hmm. Even if you did, regardless of whether you've got ASD or not. Yeah. Mm. Because, yeah. If, if they have the, the train or metro, shut down it basically yeah. it shut the whole city down yeah exactly and it's a and lo- and you got to remember london's a much bigger city than sydney it's i'd say it's probably too big but that's coming from someone that's used to being in sydney though so and you and you and you just don't know where to go because like all the sightseeing buses over there which i've been told don't bother with because it's stuff you'd see online they're 80 pounds or 160 bucks yeah but i have well i have been on them and i would i would definitely say the same about them they're not worth they're not worth it they're not worth it for the money you pay and 
basically all the generic stuff. Yeah. Like Big Ben, London Bridge, Buckingham yeah. Power. Yeah. Like, not worth it. Um, because you said you had balance issue with when you had a bar, a shower in the bar situation, which really it can it can make people darker for most people. Yeah, yeah, and, it is, it is. Yeah, and even I've been hearing even from people who don't have disability. It's always still stay the same. It is, yeah, it is a pain in the ass. Like, and sometimes you don't even have enough headroom to be able to stand up. So what's the point of that? Yeah, because I've been through quite a few. Had to shower. I even not even not it's not even in the bar. Just shower on their own, and then they put the shower head so low. Yeah, I can make do. I can make do with that, but. Having a butt, having a high side sill to get up to have to get over just to get out, and no handle to grab on. Aside from, and it goes back to how tall I am, which doesn't really help. When it, especially when it's down low and you've got to bend down to get onto it, it's and you're soaking wet. It's a part. It's a pain to say the least. Normally I'm alright in most situations because my disability is very mild, but that was just those sort. I mean, it just shows that places like that, they're just out of date. Yeah. Well, and it probably doesn't cost a lot to just amend a couple of things. No, no. Um, but then even, even like you just said, even put a handrail in. Yeah. Just to that probably cost about twenty or thirty dollars maximum. Yeah. Um, and that and it might and the other thing too, look at the clientele they're servicing. Yeah. It's that's not some worn out country town. This is the south of France on the French Riviera. Yeah. You uh, were a bit more um better found. And look really. and look at the economy. And look at the demographics and the economy there. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're loaded over there. Yeah. When you put something to a bit of rent, you kind of like, hang on a minute, they should yeah. have it cover. Yeah. Compared to some smaller town. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I think there's still. Accommodation in big in even in Australia, where you yeah. thought it would be covered, but nope, they're not. Yep. And then a lot of people yeah. will be happy to yeah. pay a little bit more just yeah. to feel com- just to know that the accommodation is fully acceptable with all the need. Yeah, it'd be good. Publicity, be publicity wise, it'd be good, and you get a much bigger audience as well because you get be able to get more people in, more people into the rooms and that yeah because so it makes perfect sense yeah because they're not one in five people in on planet who have identified having that disability mm. we hit 20 percent and that is a big market yeah. if you a big market to look at yeah to even. even when it's not immediate, immediately obvious. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not always just about making it wheelchair friendly and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's it's other stuff besides that. Yeah. Absolutely. And it can just be simpler or thin, like making um, the amputation room. Yeah. And handrail and everything. And even putting lift ramp or lift in to mm. make it more accessible. Mm. Uh, and then you you find when you went through you travel through my trip with luxury car. Yeah, we did. A mountain. Mm. And you went did you went well, you went through something with more hand mm-hmm. and you find a lot of it um record on the track and all good when you go to them in the ability wise. Yeah, most of them weren't that big. They were just um they weren't wheelchair friendly, they just they were just stairs to get up to them they were just they weren't massive they're were like small little ones that you'd find in any country town so yeah. we weren't you wouldn't be you wouldn't expect much from them so yeah uh, yeah to bank it like that that you would normally stay yeah at the paper and stuff because they and as i've said countless times it it's all all the landscapes a lot older over there than it is here yeah. it's not it's not as as built over there as it is over here and um, do you have anything else you would like to add in before we finish here no i think that's about it all right so i would like to thank you for coming on to the sustainable travel podcast no worries mate thanks for the opportunity you have been listening to the Accessible Travel Podcast. You can follow Nicolette on his Instagram page, nlaku20.